you or someone you love needs help for an addiction, where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. This is Rich Roll, and you're listening to Silver Guy Radio. Yo, what's up? Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks to Humans for bringing us in. Thanks to you for supporting the show. Be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com for past episodes and resources. Also, connect with us on Instagram and Twitter. You can find it at RealThatSoberGuy on Instagram and at Shane Raymer on Twitter. Uh, we have the first Sober Guy live show coming up on September 7th at the Phoenix Theater in Petaluma, California. Uh, we have special guest TJ Woodward uh, joining us. He's the author um, and creator of Conscious Recovery. You can go to thephoenixtheater.com or thatsoberguy.com slash live events if you're interested in getting tickets. Once again, that's September 7th. And uh, come check it out. Show us some love. We'd love to connect with you guys that are in the Northern California area and, um, and meet you and have some fun. So it's going to be a good time. Uh, today's guest is my homie and co-founding member and former drummer from the band Papa Roach, Dave Buckner. Dave Buckner. Dave Buckner. What's up, man? How are you? What it is. <laughs> Raymer. How's it going, yes. bro? Dude, it's going good, dude. The last couple podcasts I've recorded, I've been in hotel rooms. And once again, I am holed up in a in a double tree in Fresno, California. So, oh, boy. <laughs> exciting. Yes. Yeah, exciting. So much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So what's up with you, bro? How are you? Dude, you know, I'm doing pretty good, man. And just just let me start off by saying thanks for the invite. I really appreciate any time I can um, make contact with you and and, um, and just, you know, chat with you about recovery and how our lives are going and, and uh, share a little bit of my experience, strength and hope or whatever, however all that goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love to do it. Love you, brother. And, and thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. I love you too, man. That's uh, super cool. And I know it's kind of last minute today. It was like I was going to record – um a monologue and i'm like you know what? i'll just hit dave up and see if he's down to shoot the shit a little bit man so i appreciate you taking the time man that's cool yeah um so i know we we got a chance to chat a little bit earlier um what's been going on with recovery i know you've been diving in a lot uh to refuge of course that's kind of your gig um i know you went down to venice recently uh what's up with that how's all that going we have some some listeners who are definitely interested in learning more about refuge and stuff so i'd love to hear a little bit more about it and, and what you've been up to yeah, well, so just uh, first things first, I just celebrated my first continuous two years of sobriety whoop, whoop, ever. Yes, yeah, yeah, man, that's dope, bro. Congrats, dude. Thank you so much. It's been a long, hard road. Um, I've been trudging along and and keeping the faith and not giving in when you know when yeah. sometimes I felt like you know like what am I doing, man? How come I'm not getting this? You know what I mean? And Finally, after 11 years, I got my first two years, so I'm, I'm really proud of that, and, um, you know, it, it just happens to coincide with the um, my discovery of a new program called Refuge Recovery, which is a Buddhist approach to, um, to recovery. Yeah, it's dope, dude. I can't believe it's been two years already either because the last... When, when you came on the podcast the first time, I think that was just after you had celebrated one year. And so I have to go back and look at what episode that was, but that really flew by, bro. 
It really did, man. Like the time just seems to fly by nowadays, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting old, man. Getting old, dog. <laughs> you know how we do. As long um, as we stay young, stay young up here in the brain, man. You know what I mean? We've got to, you know, keep a young attitude. But, you know, yeah, man, I mean, uh, the years fly by. And I was telling my lady, I was like, uh, it's like, man, because I just turned 37 and I feel, I don't feel like I'm getting older. You know what I'm saying? I still feel pretty young and young at heart and, um, you know, still pretty active and, and, and physically in decent shape. But, I, I I swear, like, as I see my kids and stuff, too, I'm like, wow, man, this is like this life is so it's so precious and it goes by so quick. I'm really just trying to enjoy every moment of it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I feel that, dude. I mean, I see you know, I got my kids, too, and and I just watch them grow and learn and, and I just try and be the best, you know, coach and guide that I can along the way and yeah. and do my duties as a father and make sure I'm keeping everything on the up and up and staying in the moment and mindful and, and, uh, doing what I got to do. Yeah. And I, so I think that's kind of a good, a good lead in actually to, you know, living in the moment, obviously meditation, uh, prayer for a lot of people, both of those combined together, uh, whatever it is out there that anyone's um, doing, you know, and, um, yours, you know, is, is a meditation practice. And how does that like help keep you in the moment and living in the moment and doing those things kind of slowing life down? Well, you know, for me, um, so meditation, um, I mean, especially for anyone who's listened to the first time I was here on the show, I kind of broke down my whole story, you know, like yeah. I really, really broke down. I think we did like a super long interview and I got it all out, man. So if you want to go get that part of the story, by all means, anyone who's listening, go listen to the first, my first appearance on the show and you can find all that stuff out. But, um, so just now jumping into the now, um, meditation has become, um, I would like to say it's a daily part of my practice. Uh, that would be an untruth, (laughs) but I, I meditate as often as I can. And pretty regularly, um, I just recently began, um, virtually attending, um, a meditation slash Dharma talk given by my boy, Noah Levine down in Venice. He uh, broadcasts his meditation Dharma talks on Mondays at 7.30 p.m. So um, my wife and I have been have been tuning in um, regularly to those, and that's part of our practice. It's part of what's keeping me sober, and um, it's really good to hear him talk. And then also, like, when you meditate with other people, it's more powerful. Even if you're not in the same room together, if you're, like, just connected by the Internet or whatever, like, it's powerful. There's something different to it. Uh, that's more powerful than just doing it on your own. Um, yeah. And that's called, that's, that's part of the, um, that's part of the, the Buddhist, um, the, the three jewels of Buddhism, which is, uh, Buddha, Dharma and Sangha. So like, you know, we follow the teachings of the Buddha. Uh, we, you know, we follow, you know, like the examples that he laid out in his life and then the Dharma, which is the teachings and then the Sangha, which is, um, kind of the most important thing, which is like, you know, finding other people like yourself and, um, and when you can meditate, meditate, you know, go to, you know, attend meetings or even if you just go to like a Buddhist um, meditation center where, the, you know, they're having a meditation. Um, it's good to get in, to get in the room with others who are on the same level you are and who are doing the same things you are. Kind of like kind of like AA, you know, like same same difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's always, you know, it's like the fellowship. So 
Um, what was the trip when we went out? Um, we went to the to the refuge meeting out in Sac a few months back. That mm-hmm. was the first time. Well, I, I it, actually it wasn't the first time because I de- definitely did it in rehab. We had a lot of group therapy and a lot of group uh, meditation sessions, and um, I think we did qigong e- even in there, like, and, which was really really cool too. But it was my first experience when we went to that meeting, like, in um, at least in a smaller setting meeting where I didn't know anybody where we did an open, I think it was what, 20 minutes, 20 minute meditation. And that was totally different than doing, um, meditation by myself, like being in that group setting. And Uh what was crazy too, is like, you can hear people swallowing and you can hear people's stomach (laughs) rumbling. And it was just like this, it, it was a really, really cool experience though, you know? And it's, it, 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 it really does something to kind of open you up. Yeah, for sure, man. And, and it's all part of, you know, while you're sitting there in the meditation, you know, doing your best to be quiet and, and, you know, centered and in the moment. Yeah. Like, man, you hear other people moving around or you like hear noises in the room and stuff like that, but that's all part of it. And then another part of it is that, you know, a lot of people, when they begin meditating, they're like, well, you know, you're supposed to like be able to quiet your mind and like, yeah, you know, you know that kind of thing. Like, how do I quiet my mind or what if I get uncomfortable? And, and it's like, that's part of it. Like it's really is. It's about using your awareness, the awareness behind, you know, because like our brains are computers, man. And, and they're built to run thoughts, thought processes all day long. And that's just what they do. They do it without us having to tell them to do it. That's just part of what it is. And so when you meditate, it's about getting in touch with the awareness, like behind that computer and, and realizing like, okay, these thoughts are flying by. My mind's thinking, my mind's going here. It's, it's living in the past, you know, or like it's thinking about some memory or it's thinking about whatever noise I just heard in the room or like, you know, the, the ache in my back or the, the itch, you know, from a mosquito bite yeah. or you start, you know, running plans in the future. Like, yeah, dude, the brain just does all that stuff on its own. But like sitting there and going, okay, I acknowledge that that's all happening, but I'm going to be aware of it and sort of look at it from, step away from that, you know, and use your awareness yeah. to be, to look at it as opposed to being in it. Well, one of the, and you're so right, man, like how, how powerful our minds are. I trip out on that, on that sometimes, man. I'll just start thinking about it. And one of the things that is talked about a lot, I've heard, I've heard Noah say it quite a few times. And, um, I think I've heard TJ talk about it. Uh, TJ Woodward is like, that our minds have a mind of their own in a sense. And so for me, like this thing of trying to not take things personal and understand that like my, my soul and my heart is separate from my brain has been like a really weird thing to even try to understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you give any thought to that? Yeah, man, it's, that's been a, um, that's been a, a revelation to myself actually too. And, and just to recognize that, um, like I said, like you know the mind works on by itself and 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 but when you when you sit there and, and you meditate and you sit um you can become the awareness behind all of that activity yeah and you kind of and and part of it is um they call it part of the practice of mindful meditation is um oh man i'm don't space on me, Dave. See, the mind's not working. <laughs> I'm forgetting the term, but it's about um, like taking inventory of the tone of the moment, whether or not it's a pleasant tone, a neutral tone, or a a um, uncomfortable tone. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and then when you can sit there and label that, like, okay, like you see, you know, a thought will fly by, and you go, "That was a thought. That's a thought about the past. Yeah, that's about you know, that's a thought about the future. Like, that's a that's the itch on my leg from a mosquito bite." 
you know, like now there's a noise in the room and then you just kind of label all those things. And instead of like, you know, like getting annoyed or getting kind of sucked into the, to the, um, the, the process of like being like annoyed or, or affected by those things, you just quietly label them and you, and then you pay and then you refocus your attention on the breath. And then, um, that's huge that the breath is, is huge. Cause it's something that, that you can focus on just like letting your breath sort of flow in and out of you, letting the air fall into your lungs and then sort of like, you know, like fall out of your lungs and like without even trying. Cause we breathe without even trying to, that's another thing that we all do. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to try to breathe, you know what I mean? And, and, and you just sit there and you like concentrate on that and like, and allowing your, yourself to become relaxed, allowing the belly to become soft. Um, and, and, Really just acknowledging like that you are here, this is now, this is what's happening now, um, and and that sort of thing. If I don't know if that did that kind of explain it. No, no, it shed some light on it. It it does, bro. And I think it's I think for everybody, obviously everybody's different. Everyone has different experiences, and everyone kind of um, takes in you know what. Everyone kind of downloads differently, I guess. But um, it's funny that you, you were kind of saying that and towards the end, though. I started thinking, like hearing you, hearing you kind of explain it. I'm like, bro, I wonder if Dave ever thought, like, you know, 15, like 20 years ago, that he'd be having a conversation about like meditation and stuff, like this life on. Like, you've lived two totally different lives, dude. It's like a, it's kind of a trip. Do you ever think about that? I do. I mean, well, as I told in my in my other interview, you know, meditation is part of my story. It's part of, it's yeah. part of a practice that I began as a, as a young man. And I even it into, you know, I used to meditate before shows, you know, when I was playing, um, even when we were a local band, you know, like back in the nineties, yeah. um, I would meditate before shows to kind of get myself ready to do the gig. You know what I mean? And that would help center me and focus my energy on what I had to do. And I continued that press, that process, uh, that practice, into, you know, well into after we got signed and we started touring the world and then, you know, life took its turn and, and my story, you know, took its turn and I fell out of that practice, but now I've been reconnected with it. And so here I am now come full circle yeah and I'm back into the practice of meditation and, um, are you starting um, to step out a little more and share your story a little bit more? You know, like whenever I can, it's yeah. not, you know, I kind of, you know, I came on your show and I kind of, I use it as a platform to like get my, my story out there. Like just for all the fan, you know, cause there was two, two folds, you know, there's two purposes for that interview. One to share my recovery, but also to kind of like let people know where I was coming from yeah. in, in my story. Like, you know, like who was, like, who is Dave? Like, what was his role in the band? Like, you know, and I just kind of let it be known, like, and I, and I tell people quietly, you know, like, I don't really, I'm not really so much of a platform guy. I don't get up and like, you know, you know, speak my truths from, from my soapbox or on top of a mountain. I just kind of more quietly share my story in small circles with people that I'm close to or people yeah. that I happen to encounter who want to know. Sometimes I'm running to fans who want to know, like, how are you doing? What's life been like? Or sometimes, you know, I just got into a, a conversation the other day on Instagram and, this fan reached out to me and was like, Hey, do you ever miss being in the band? I'm like, of course I do. Yeah. Of course I miss it. You know, but my, my life has taken another path. And, and then I really broke down, you know, kind of like, um, you know, first thing you, you kind of got to know is like, you know, with, you know, in the, in that case, you know, in that, in that band, like 
I wasn't just some guy that the band hired to do a gig. Like I wasn't just some guy along for the ride. Like I built the band, I built the brand. I, I was there for all the platinum records and stuff like that. And so, um, and now that, that I've, you know, that I've stepped away from that and I'm living a different life, you know, like my main gig nowadays is stay at home dad. You know what I mean? My main, my main priority in life is maintaining my sobriety, living a spiritual life, a family life. And, um, you know, doing small things here and there where I can to help others when I can get out of living in my own head and, and stepping out and and doing something to contribute to contribute, even if it's in a small way. Um, and, um, you know, it is what it is. It's my story. You know, yeah, what I mean? so, yeah. yeah, that's where I'm at. Well, I th- and I think, you know, just in, in for life in general, um, you know, there's a lot of acceptance involved for all of us in different aspects of our lives. Um, you know, whether we're going through whatever it is we're going through at any point in life. And so we have these huge changes, we have small changes, all kinds of things that life throws at us. And like, I know for me, one of the biggest things that I'm constantly having to work on is like acceptance. And, and I'll give you, and here's a, here's a, a, a very small example. Like today I'm on my way down to Fresno um, and I have all these meetings that we're doing in the next couple of days and I have a couple shirts that I am supposed to wear for these meetings and I get to Manteca and I left them in Vacaville and I'm like, shit. So, Don't. you know, yeah, exactly. It's like, what are you doing? And, and the old me probably would have got really pissed off. It probably would have ruined my day. I, I would have um, been festering on it, you know, for, for the rest of the evening and, and trying to figure out what I'm going to do and, oh man, my shirts and this and that. But literally it took me about 10 minutes to just accept the fact and go, okay, whatever. I got some t-shirts off to figure something out. And that's came through like a practice, obviously, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're constantly practicing. That's a small example. So like, what has acceptance been like for you in your, in your journey, like through all the different ups and downs of life? Oh man. Acceptance is key. Is key. It's a, it's huge part of it, man. It's, 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 um, for me, you know, um, part of my path, you know, a lot of my, a lot of the things, um, that happen in life, you know, like we have no control over a lot of times, you know what I mean? And so it's about, um, staying in the present moment, staying in the, in the present time awareness and, and whatever it is that's going on, just realize that, that, you know, there really are no problems. There's only solutions. So even if there's a roadblock in front of you, go ahead and acknowledge it so that you can get past it and figure out what you're going to do next. Um, and that's kind of been something that's, that's, um, developed over time in my life, but it's something that is hugely important to me and also maintaining, uh, maintaining a, a aspect of gratitude in all that I do. Um, and you know, because, you know, we only get, if we're lucky about 75 years in this place, you know what I mean? If we're lucky, And so. You know what I mean? And in this life, I mean, you know, people are living longer and longer every day, but you know, the average person, you know, we get 75 years here, man. And, and we all come here for a purpose. We all have our own reason for being here. And firstly, like getting in tune with that and realizing what that is. And for me, like, you know, I realized it was making music. And so I pursued that with everything, every bit of energy that I had in my being and in my soul. And, you know, the work paid off and, you know, it's, it got me to a certain place in my life that, you know, I never thought I'd get. And, and it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? And then that came to an end, that part of, you know, that act of the play came to an end, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, 
you know, like not to say that I was, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't quick to be accepting of it. I was like, you know, like, you know, trust me by the end, like I knew I had to get out of the game where I didn't, I wasn't going to be alive straight up. You know what I mean? I tell yeah. people that every day. I'm like, you know, if I had continued down that path, um, I really don't think I'd be here today. And so there was a level of accepting the fact that I needed to do something to change in a big way. Otherwise, I, you know, I didn't think that I was going to, you know, I, I wasn't going to make it. Um, do, you, do you think you'll ever make music again or do you want to make music oh, again? Oh, I mean, I make music all the time, dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had other projects, you know, since I've left the band and, you know, I, I stay busy, you know, I stay connected. Um, I had a project uh, working with Ben Moody of Evanescence for a couple years uh, and uh, Lucas Rossi, who's a great vocalist. And then uh, I had an entirely other project, a different project working with Marcos Curiel from POD and Lucas was also the vocalist on that project. I had a two man band going with my boy Jake Desrochers, Jake D from the Lonely Kings, who's also, by the way, the guy who turned me on to uh, Noah Levine's book, Dharma Punks, oh, way, nice. way back, like way, way, way back in, uh, in 2004 or so. He, he suggested that I read this book, and I, I didn't listen to him then. But then <laughs> now, then when I, got, when I got, became aware of the Refuge Recovery book and the program, you know, in line in it, um, I, I knew the name sounded familiar so I picked up the Refuge Recovery book first, and then I also – I think I ordered both books at the same time on Amazon. I'm like, let me get Refuge and let me get Dharma Dude, Punks, and I read – No, I was going to say it's, it's, it's so funny how like how that comes around, like that circle. You know what I mean? Like how you don't – you didn't pick it up at that time, but then it found you later on. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, like it's – like it found you. You didn't find it almost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then like it's funny because – you know, the universe was throwing me a guidepost back in the day and I didn't pay attention. And then it came back around again and I, and I paid attention. Yeah. And, uh, and now here I am. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of listening to the universe or God or source or higher power, whatever it is, whatever label you want to put on it. Yeah. You know, whatever that is, like there's a voice inside all of us that, <clears throat> you know, at first it seems like a, a quiet a quiet whisper, you know what I mean? That just trying to, trying to guide us in the right direction. And a lot of times we don't listen, Yeah. you know, especially people like us addicts, you know what I mean? Um, we don't, you know, we want to do what we want to do. We want to, you know, we want to do whatever it is that, you know, at first, you know, like we want to party, you know what I mean? And then we turn to the substances to, to get through pain or to mask, you know, pain, whatever it is we're experiencing. And then it comes to a point where it just becomes so much part of what we do that, we don't know how to stop. You yeah. know what I mean? We don't know how to be, we don't know how to, how to go through something without trying to change the way we feel about it by using external substances. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, you know, that little voice that started off as a whisper way, way back then has now that I've been paying more and more attention to it and I follow the direction, you know, and I realize, you know, like, you know, whether or not you want to say like, that's my higher self guiding me or that's God or that's the universe or that's the source, you know what I mean? Or, or the universal algorithm, whatever you want to call it, dude, like it's there to help you. Yeah. And so that voice has now become louder and louder. And it's now become this thing that I sort of, you know, I, I not even sort of like a very, in a very real way, I, I rely on that to guide me through sometimes, you know, moment by moment, because you never sobriety is not something that, that you can put on the back burner, at least not for me. Yeah. I realize that everything in my life, you know, revolves all the blessings that I have in my life revolve around the fact that I'm able to stay sober. 
because I know when I fall off and when I've had stumbling blocks along the way, my life falls apart very quickly, very, very quickly. And then like, and even that was a progressive thing because, you know, I used to kind of be able to get away with it. You know, I'd have, mm-hmm. I'd have little relapses here and there, you know, even in recovery, you know, like seemed like about every year I would relapse, you know, sometimes I'd be like, Oh, I got a year. Uh, you know, I'm going to celebrate by drinking. You know what I mean? I'd have some, some you know what I mean? <laughs> that like, shit's so funny, August, right? You know it's what like, I'm saying? Or, shit. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I'm having trouble here and there. I don't know how to, how to deal with this, you know, like, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that old, that old gnarly disease dude would just kind of like be on my back and, and like, you know, I'd fall off. Well, um, I think that's, a, that's like such the, the big thing too, because it's so easy. Like I'd be a liar if I said sometimes there are not times when I feel, you know, pressure or stress. And I'm like, man, dude, like a fat blunt right now would make me feel great. Or, you know what I mean? Some, some right. booze to just relieve some of this stress. And I, right. I tend now, you know, to let those, I don't have the thoughts all the time, but I don't push them out. I just acknowledge them and kind of let them come in and let them go. Cause I, I know I'm not going to do that, but right. at the same time, that, I don't think those thoughts ever go away. And, and, and now in this life, and I'm with you too, bro, like everything that all the good blessings and stuff that God's blessed me with and my family and everything, you know, it's so much stuff. And it all starts with like just putting substances aside and trying to figure my shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, like as, as that happens and even as recovery goes on, we hear about, you know, plenty of homies out there who have had years clean and sober and then all of a sudden something happens and they fall off and some of them don't make it back. And so that's right. the thing that keeps me just super vigilant on this shit and, and really, um, like you said, kind of moment by moment trying to stay dialed into that because I, I'm actually, I have a lot of fear involved in that in, in, in like, what if, you know, and I try not to play that game too much, but right. do you ever get those thoughts? Like, do they pop in your head ever? Like, fuck, dude, this would be so easy just to do that. I mean, do you get those too? All the time, dude, all the time. I mean, there's, you know, like if I run into a tough situation emotionally or, you know, somebody, you know, something or somebody, you know, twisted me up a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's always, you know, there's always that little, you know, our disease, you know, it's like, you know, it sits back in the corner and just like waits, it waits for us to be weak. That, that voice, mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll ever go away, but the good news is, is that over time, you know, the voice that guides me in the right direction has become way louder than the voice yeah. that is yeah. trying to get me to trying to get me to fall off. And so, yeah, dude, absolutely. Like those moments happen, you know, on the regular. Um, but I know that that's not a place that I can ever go back to. And thank God I, I never have been back to the deep, dark place and, yeah. and, and in the deep, you know, like dank levels of addiction where I was, you know, when I've had to first get sober, you know, like, you know, I've, I've been in recovery for 11 years now, but, um, you know, I've had definitely uh, speed bumps along the way. You know, I've had, I've had you know, trials and tribulations, you know, but, um, I never gave up and I don't give up. I still don't give up. You know, they always say never quit before the miracle. And, you know, I'll, I'll be damned, man. If, if, if I'm going to do that, you know, like, uh, yeah, I I really, I really, really want sobriety and I need sobriety in my life. And that is what sustains me, you know, on the day to day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. What? So like how, how does it feel to be sober and be a, a father, bro? 
Like, I know that's been a huge thing for me being a dad and being like sober and locked in and, and like just my son, not, not seeing me, um, acting a fool. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like yeah. I used to, man. And that, that's something I take a lot of pride in. Like how, how about for you, man? Like what's that been like just being, being in this state of mind today, um, and being a dad? It feels absolutely wonderful, dude. It's the best thing ever, man. Just to be Hell there yeah. and be present for your kid, to be able to, you know, engage and to have like a moment where like, you know, you're looking at each other in the eye, you're having a heart to heart or whatever. Like, you know, if he has some, you know, a rough day or whatever like that, I can help him through that. You know, like I, you know, I'm be, being able to be present, be mindful of his needs. And uh, now also with my, you know, I have a bonus kid now in the last three years, me and my wife, when we got together, she had uh, an older, an older son of her own. So when we blended our families, you know, I always tell people I have, uh, I have two sons, you know, one by blood and one bonus child, you know what I mean? And, yeah. And that's, he's, he's that's probably it. got his robe on right now, right? Probably he's probably wandering <laughs> around the house, listening to his headphones in his robe, baby Hugh Hess. <laughs> Dude, I was dying when I came over there. He was in his robe, just chilling. Yeah. He's in his robe. That's what he does, man. Cool kid yeah. though, for sure, man. Dude, love, dude, I love both of my kids, man. They're great. They're everything, man. And um, also to be present, to be able to be in the here and now, you know, for my relationship with my wife, man. You know, it's it's yeah, it's something that I realized I never really had before. I've never really been able to accomplish that before because either I haven't been in a, I've either not been sober, or I haven't been in tune enough to be in the present enough to be really there, you know, to be you know, a supportive partner in a relationship or to be, you know, like that quality partner that, that, that my, that my partner deserves, you know what I mean? And, and the fact that she's sober too, she's also in recovery. She's able to be here with me and be supportive of, of my needs and, and help me. And it's a really, I mean, I mean, just to, you know, like our relationship is very much a team. Like yeah. it's a team thing. It's not like the old school model of a relationship where the husband's like, you know, you know, the boss of the house or the man of the house, all stuff like that. Like yeah. we are a 50, 50 equal team on all levels. We, we operate our entire, our entire ship like that. You know what I mean? So, um, and the fact that we're both sober just makes it just, it's key. It's everything. Well, I think it's cool too, to have two people when you're in a relationship that are, that, that are both, um, very active in, in, in working on themselves to get better. And, and obviously that might come off to someone who doesn't, who doesn't understand kind of what I'm saying, like, is like a selfish thing, but that's not how I mean it. Like we have to work on ourselves to be good with ourselves and understand ourselves and work on past shit and everything that's going on in order to be in a healthy relationship. So to have two people who are, you know, rocking some step work together, you know what I mean? Like even like uh, Jess and I are both doing a step study right now. She's doing a, her women's one for codependency and I'm doing um, the CR step study, the men's step study right now. And it's so awesome to be able to share that together. Like, you know, like um, that, that uh, progress and learning and all that kind of stuff. Like mm -hmm. you guys, you guys are both in recovery. You already mentioned that. Like you guys get to do that together too. Like how much doesn't that make you guys like so strong together? And I'm just, it really it's not, does. It's not like you, I mean, either they, I'm sure you guys have your challenges and differences, of course, at times, but you learn how to deal with them, I guess, right? Of course, like we all do. I mean, I mean, there's an old saying. I, well, I don't know how old it is, whatever, but they're like, you know, all relationships go through stuff, but yeah. real relationships, the best relationships, get through stuff. Hmm. You get through it together, man. You know what I mean? And and as you know, we both realize that we're two 
you know, we're two souls on this journey together. Yeah. But we're not like one. We're not like one person where each person has to feel the exact same way as the other person about everything, every time, all the time. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. we disagree. And but about it's about, like I said, like being in tune with each other and being aware of each other and being able to be sober and be present and, and being able to support each other through stuff. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Hell yeah. I think like with I had a guy just reminded me of this. I had a guy in a, in a men's group I was in um, a couple of probably two years ago now. And um, we were talking about just, you know, your, your family, wives, kids, stuff like that. Um, how important that is, how to deal with different situations with them. And I guess he was dealing with a, with a guy who had lost his wife to cancer at work. And the guy was obviously going through a, a really hard time. And he put it in perspective for him by, by talking a little bit about how God provides us gifts. And so when I'm able to put this in perspective of God has provided me gifts in my wife, in my kids, um, in, in blessings in life, like it's not, they're not mine to control. And when I can give that up, you know what I mean? And, and look at it like that, it helps me to deal with some of the situations and some of the things that, um, I struggle with. Cause one of them is control. I'm not saying so much controlling people, but just controlling circumstances and shit that happens in life, dude. I mean, control is a big one, bro. Like when I can let go, man, my days are way better, way better. That, exactly, dude. And you know, um, you know, I forgot the point I was going to make about this, but I definitely hear exactly what you're saying. It's like, I don't know if it's necessarily an addict thing yeah, or if it's like something like everyone kind of struggles. I'm not sure, you know, cause I'm not everybody. I'm just me. But, um, that's definitely been a challenge in my life too. Trying to control situations, trying to control people or trying to whatever, trying to trying to, we get into like this, like, even if it's not malicious, like we tend, you know, like yeah. we'll be like finding ourselves, you know, man, trying to manipulate situations to get the outcome we think we want, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Instead of kind of like letting, letting go and, and kicking back and just putting one foot in front of the other and realizing it's going to work out in the best way possible and having faith that that is going to happen. Like, you know, like whatever the outcome is, it's going to be the best possible outcome for your journey at this time. Yeah, bro. So I whatever let, Oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead, man. Go ahead. I was going to say, so whatever lesson that we need to learn, or whatever, you know, uh, challenge that we need to overcome. Um, it's about a lot. Of, sometimes it's about stepping through those challenges, you know, with a clear head and an open heart and the faith of realizing that it's going to work out. I mean, everything in our life has yeah. worked out up till now, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's, you know, it's, it, why would it change any different? Especially not when you have, you know, when you have, your first of all, your clear self, your best self on your side, and if um, if you're a believer in God, you got God on your side. Yeah. So don't worry about it. And I and I think that comes back to to kind of what you were you were talking about in the beginning, man. With the meditation is just practice, like that stuff. Like everything you said is right on point, and all that stuff happens and falls into place when we're when we're going with the flow. And we're staying dialed in and we're practicing daily, just like the little things, you know what I'm saying? And then when those little things turn into something that's a big thing, we know by practicing from the little things how to deal and how to cope with some of the big things instead of turning to dope or alcohol or whatever the issue is at the time. Um, 
Yeah, bro, it's a trip, dude. I could talk about this shit all day, bro, but I want to get into too. Like, um, what's up? You you have a couple of uh, project. Well, you have one project in particular that you're working on. Man. I know you've been getting into back into art artwork. You're a good artist, dude. You're a great artist, bro. I've seen some of the drawings and some of the things that you do. But you've been working on some stickers and um, some sticker packs, dude. Tell us a little bit about that. What's up? What's going on there? Yeah, dude. So I got this thing I'm doing right now, and it's called Rock Buddha R C K B D H A, and it's just it's a, it's my new art project that I'm working on right now. And it's kind of like a mean as a, it, it's meaning comes, it's kind of a personal brand, if you will. And it kind of just is something that I came up with actually, uh, years ago. Um, in 2008, I had vis- visited a Buddhist temple, a Buddhist stupa, uh, they call it in Sedona, Arizona. And, um, on the property, they had this giant, I mean, giant dude, giant wooden Buddha sitting on a rock. Right. And I thought it was the coolest thing I had seen like in a long time. Right. Then as I'm, as I'm visiting the property and just taking it all in and being there being in the moment. And this is before I even got back into meditation. I was just like, let's go check out this Buddhist thing. You know, me and my, my ex lady. Yeah. Um, you know, like when, when people go places and they'll stack rocks, you ever seen that like at the lake or the river? Yeah. We just went on the backpacking trip that helps to kind of follow the trail or let you know where you're going to the lake or where, whatever side you're on. Yeah. Yeah. So like someone, there was, there was a quite a few rock stacks at, on the property and I, there was one particular one that had caught my eye and I was looking at it and the, the, the thing I noticed about it was that the particular way the sun was hitting the stack of rocks and casting a shadow on the ground hmm. looked like a meditating Buddha. Oh, that's crazy. So here I am, I'm at the stupa, I see rock i see buddha on the rock then i see buddha shadow made out of rocks right so <laughs> buddha rock rock buddha and then here i am in my situation and i was like coming out of rock and roll at the time i you know just left my band and stuff like that and i was on this path of self-discovery awakening you know uh becoming you know um aware and awake and following a buddhist path if you will. i hadn't fully acknowledged that at the time yeah. but so it inspired me, you know, I did that thought form just kind of never left my head, rock Buddha, rock Buddha. And it's always kind of been in the back of my mind this whole time. And I was, it's funny that I'm talking about it now because just the other day I was, I was doing some housekeeping on my computer, like my old pictures and stuff like that. And the spelling of it, R-C-K-B-D-H-A, where like we take out kind of most of the vowels and like kind of, you know, uh, consolidate the spelling. Yeah, it's like know? one word, right? That's yeah, the way rock I saw Buddha, it. Yeah, rock word, Buddha. Boom. Okay. Um, I thought I had come up with that spelling like way later on, like, you know, somewhere around 2010 or some, somewhere around the time I think my son was born. And I was, as I was doing this housekeeping on my computer, I realized that, um, around that rock, around that Buddha statue, people would write messages on pebbles and leave them there as a tribute or like, you know, a prayer, if you will, you know, just kind of something to leave, leave your mark at that place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I had written rock Buddha as it's spelled today on a pebble. And left it there. And I'd forgotten I hadn't even done that. Hmm. So, like, this is something that I even forgot I did. So, I'm like, dude, this is like, like, you know, when it came, um, you know, it's just something that, like, eventually it became part of, like, I'd see, um, like, how like how I am. Like, a, my personal brand, if you will. It's rock Buddha. Dude. It's like two of my favorite things. Rock and roll. Buddhism. Right? And then it's also kind of like, I mean, like, 
not trying to say like I'm any kind of like spiritual teacher or whatever like that, but I do consider myself awake. Like I don't, yeah, for sure. I don't, you know, like I'm not a Buddhist, you know, but my goal is to be a Buddha. You know what I mean? I want to be awake and aware. You know what I mean? So rock Buddha, rock Buddha, rock Buddha, like, and where, you know, the Buddha like kind of renounced his life of being, you know, a prince and living like a, a lavish life of luxury and being, you know, uh, royalty and whatever like that. I kind of renounced my life of rock and roll to live a humble, quiet life, you know, with my friends and family yeah. and pay attention to my spirituality. You know, that's kind of, you know, so there's another like little similar similarity there, dude. So, well, I, lo I love the story though, of kind of how it comes together because number one, it's, it's super cool. And number two, I love when things happen organically like that it's not like you went out and you were like i'm and, th and there wouldn't be anything wrong with this if you did either people have cool ideas and create shit all the time but like you didn't go out and say i'm gonna create this thing and here it is and i'm gonna do it it happened organically almost by accident it almost happened and so when i i've had some things like that happen in my life and i know that when that happens like that that there's they're meant to be and that they're real you know what i'm saying it's really really cool absolutely I mean, and you know, not to, not to discount the, the process and, and the practice of setting intentions and going out and achieving sure. goals because that For is sure. key to people like, you know, you want to succeed in life. You got to go out, you got to live with intention. You got to set goals so like that. But this particular thing, it was more of or, an organic process Yeah, and it's become, um, it's become my little art project. And, you know, basically if you ask me what it is, it's, it, it's me like in a nutshell, it's like, you know, it's all about. It's, you know, rock and roll, Buddhism, motorcycles, skate culture, oh, yeah. you know, hip hop culture, you know, kind of rolled in there. Um, graffiti, you know, I love graph, you know what I mean? So yeah. like the street, street kind of culture, um, tattoos, you know what I mean? Um, tattooed people, you know what I mean? And punk rock and all that stuff. And that's all the kind of stuff that I'm really about. You know, it's all the kind of thing, the little flavors in my life that I kind of feed, you know, I, I take from and, and whatever. And I just kind of throwing it in this little thing. So right now what I'm doing with it is I'm, I'm making these stickers. I, I did a design, a prototype design, and I made some stickers uh, from this cool website called makestickers.com. And just to see what it looked look like, you know, on a sticker, like, you know, check it out. Yeah. And um, I made like 250 stickers. And then when I got them in, I was handing them out to friends and family. And then I got this idea about throwing it up on Instagram. And I was like, yo, if you want – a sticker pack, just DM me your address and I'll, you know, I'll send you, you know, a, a few stickers for the low, low price of free. You know, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? So really aside from the money that it cost me to get the stickers made and, you know, my work that I put into like doing the design, it only cost me like 40 cents to send out stickers to like yeah. a bunch of people. So I was, I was able to do that. And I was like, look, all I ask is that you tag hashtag rock Buddha and then tag my Instagram, which is real Dave Buckner. Yeah. And, you know, throw them up in cool spots, take a picture and tag me in it and let's see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's dope. And dude. so that actually went really well. You know, I got, um, I don't know how many, I think I got like 60 orders out. I was able to like, you know, fulfill like 60 requests for sticker packs and they're all out and about. And I'm, I'm now currently getting those in, um, people sending me pictures of where they stuck them, you know, like on their car <laughs> or like on their laptop or, yeah, you awesome. know, wherever, what may have you. So I'm going to, as soon as I get a bunch of those in, I'm going to do like a, I'm going to do a, a, um, a, a, a photo album on Instagram and just kind of show where people have been putting them. And so now I'm on to round two. I did another design, um, 
which is Rock Budar redesigned the logo, tightened it up a little bit, made, made it look, in my opinion, a little bit cooler, and um, incorporated a little bit more elements of, of um, some things that I had seen that I thought were lacking in the original design. You know, it's kind of, you know, keep it up, you know, develop it a little bit. And so now I have these stickers that um, are on a gold background. It says Rock Buddha, and uh, there's a a slogan underneath it, or or something like like a just like a, a term underneath it. I'm not sure what the word is, but I'm, it's I'm, a, it's. I'm looking at it right now. It says I am nowhere. I think is that right? But it's all right. I, good talk. So check this out. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. So yeah. actually, it says I am now here. Oh, I am now here. I see now. Now I see. Yeah. Okay, and that speaks to. To me, what that, that's something that came to me in a meditation, actually. Huh. And what that speaks to is the I am, right, which is the God, pre- the presence of God in this world, right? People, I don't know if you've ever heard of it referred to that way, the I am, right? Hmm. Now here. So like the I am is now here. So like God is in my life. Or and also it means like I am now here. They always say like be here now. You ever heard like that Rob yeah. Doss book, be here now, be in the moment, be in the present moment? I am now here. It's acknowledging that you are now here, right? Yeah, that's but dope. But here's the catch, bro. There's two ways you can read it, right? Just like as you, just as you caught. You can read it, I am now here. Or you can read it, I am nowhere. <laughs> that's so, how I read it. That's what I saw and, first. That's crazy. And a lot of times, so I, it happens to me too. Sometimes I'll yeah. look at it and I'll read, I am nowhere. But I take it as an acknowledgement of where I'm at in my spiritual health. So I know if I'm seeing I am nowhere instead of I am now here, I better get out and get Damn, out of my head I'm and jacked. go do something to help somebody. Like I, it, it's my mission at that point to step out and go do something, go do a good deed for the day that, to bring it back around. Word, dude. <laughs> I better get outside right now. There's lots of people outside I can go help right now. That's well, you're, so, doing, that's a trip, you're doing it right now. You're, you're having no, me on your show. That's, that's a good deed. You know what I mean? That's fun, dude. I, lo- I love the writing too. I love the the style of it. I'm still I'm checking it out. It's on your Instagram page. That's what I pulled up right now. And two, let, let's plug that real quick. It's uh, at Real Dave Buckner. If you guys out there listening want to check it out, uh, check out the Instagram page. But dude, yeah, it's super dope, bro. We just got some some new stickers in too. We'll have to trade a couple, bro. That'd be awesome. I love it for sure. Absolutely, yeah, I'm down. Really so, cool. um, let me tell you what I'm doing with these stickers, man. Yeah, let's hear it. The the story gets deeper. The plot thickens. Hell yeah. So now the first round I was giving them out for free. This round, I'm going to sell three sticker packs, right? Three stickers mm-hmm. for five bucks. And what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to take one third of the proceeds, right? One third um, over like the cost of the profit, if you will, or whatever. One third of that out of that five bucks is going to go towards two different, um, two different nonprofits that I support, two different causes. One is Rock to Recovery, which is my boy Wes Gear from uh, – he's the original guitar player for Head PE, but he was also in Corn mm-hmm. for a long time. And now he's doing this project that he's working on, this this company called um, Refuge Recovery – excuse me, not Refuge Recovery, Rock to Recovery, where they go and they help uh, recovering – I believe it's veterans and just other people. Like they go um, – I think it's people in they, treatment centers too, People right? in treatment – right, yeah. people in treatment centers. And I believe they work with veterans. I'm not sure, but um, – I could be. I think, I think you're right. I think they do. I had them yeah. on the show a long time ago. I'm trying to look for what episode it was, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's veterans, people in treatment, and they 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 create music there, right? Yeah, yeah, man. They work with they work with addicts, and they if if you play an instrument, great. If you don't, I think they can even teach you. But like, yeah, you you, you go into a session with them, and you write a song about recovery and uplifting, and it's it's great therapy for like addicts 
and people like us and it, it helps get you know get that get the energy out and like you know it, it's cleansing for the soul right music is, yeah. is cleansing for the soul so so one third of the money is going to be split between Rock to Recovery, which is West Gear and Sunny Mayo. Sunny Mayo's from Snot, by the way. Fucking amazing. Snot. Yeah, fucking love awesome. Snot, dude. So those two cats, and then the other half of the third is going to go towards Noah and his new Refuge Recovery Center down in Venice, uh, which I actually just just attended a uh, meditation Dharma talk uh, on Monday night. We were down in LA, so I was like, dude, let's go, let's go hit up Noah and see, what, you know, see what's the haps down there. So we actually got to be in the room instead of just watching it on Instagram live. Yeah. And uh, that was a great experience. So that's what I'm doing with it. So, and then the rest of the money aside from that, I'm going to roll into making more stickers nice. to ho- hopefully make, you know, bigger, badder stickers and then continue the process from there. I'm just really trying to grow the thing organically baby steps. Like I, I kind of was talking to someone the other day about if you look at um, obey, right. Shepherd fairies thing. Mm-hmm. And how it really just started off as these little stickers. I, w- I remember being in junior high and taking the bus to, to school. I lived in Santa Monica at the time. I'd be taking the bus to school or taking the bus around town, riding the big blue bus. And I would see these stickers that says, Andre the Giant has a posse. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? And so fast forward like, you know, whatever, 30 years later. And like that now has become Obey. It's like this, you know, it's this giant movement and Shepard Ferry and his career and whatever. Not to say I'm trying to become Shepard Ferry or anything like that, but it's that same model of taking it from street art, skate art, humble beginnings, and just seeing where you can grow it from there. So yeah. Yeah, that's I, what I'm doing with it. I love it, dude. I love the approach on that too. Just a little bit at a, t- a little bit at a time. You have I think that's a good example too. Like it's okay to have a goal, have a vision, have um have something in, in mind, but at the same time, just be patient and take it slow and do one step at a time. And most importantly, bro, I can tell in your voice and just by your explaining it and talking about it, that you're having fun with it, dude. And that's the most fucking important thing I think. And that's the key. That really is the key because, you know, um, it's something that I'm doing that I feel like I can contribute to my community and do something positive. And this is where living with intention um, comes into play because part of the Buddhist path is like, you know, not only, you know, being mindful and meditating, but also the way you live your life with ethics and with, um, you know, right action, right speech, right, um, right intention, you know, right livelihood. So, you know, um, it's something that I wanted to do because I'm like, you know what, man, like I, yeah, I could give them out for free and spend my own money and it, it could, that I could do that for a while, but you know, like I gotta, you know, I'm not, I'm not like, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg or like Elon Musk or somebody, <laughs> you know, I'm not like, yeah. so like, you know, I, you know, it's like, you know, why don't I just like, you know, charge a little bit of money. People are going to get a great deal on it and I can roll that money back into making more stickers. Yeah. And then also, also, it's it it supports two great causes dude and so like if you want to get behind that hit me up on my instagram um i haven't posted about it yet so you're actually getting the first scoop on this shane nice, um, bro. i just got Sweet. my new i got my new round of stickers in today so i'll probably be making a post about it shortly and so th- yeah, this will this will go live that we're doing right now on the third, which is in just a couple of days on Friday the third, and so um, dude, that that should be that should be perfect, bro. A little announcement at the same time, and dude, I mean, it's I think it's badass. And then who knows, dude, rolls up maybe you know soon enough you get some you get some shirts made up, dude. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's just really really cool, bro. That's it. what I'm saying. I've, I've already had some one offs on shirts, you know, just to kind of see how it looks, and yeah. like I'm kind of feeling it. I want to get some good designs. 
lines. You know, I'm also, you know, like I, I'm an artist. Yeah. I'm really more of like almost like a creative director. That's a lot. It's a big part of the work I used to do when I was with Papa Roach. Like yeah. I did a lot of the creative direction. I designed, I, I'm the one who, who designed the cock, the dead cockroach logo. Um, I designed like the original logo. I did a lot of like creative direction work on our old albums and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's really part of like who I am and what I am, like how I like to express myself creatively. So I'm actually like, aside from my own designs and what I can do, I would like to find talented people to partner with. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so when I do, when it does take that next step into like maybe being a merch thing or a lifestyle brand thing or whatever, I would like to have some killer designs that revolve around this thing that I just described to you, uh, that is also, you know, people like me, like I said, you know, yeah. uh, rock and roll, Buddhism, punk rock, skate culture, graph culture, bike culture, tattoo culture. That's where it's coming from. So if you Hell know yeah. anybody like that, if you're listening, if you know anybody like that, if you are somebody like that, by all means, holler at me. Um, you know, um, I'm not quite there yet where I'm ready to take it to that level, but I would love to have people in my corner ready to go when the time comes. Hell yeah, bro. I just, okay. I need one commitment from you, Dave. We're homies. Sure. I got to have one commitment. I want the first ever Rock Buddha fanny pack, bro. That's what I want. <laughs> I want the Rock Buddha fanny pack. I will f I will wear it. I will wear it with honor, bro. That's so legit right there. <laughs> you got it, dude. You got it. I will custom Hell yeah. make a one. Matter of fact, dude, you know what? <laughs> I'll do one for you right now. I don't even need to print it, dude. I can like give you know, I can get one of those paint markers and like go to town on it. I'll hook it up. I just hooked up my aunt with some um with some bands for her birthday. Like she bought me some uh, blank canvas vans. Oh, right? nice. And yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, she was like, hey, would you hook these up with some rock Buddha stuff on it? And I was like, I just went to town on them and they turned out great. And she loves them. So if That's you so want to say, yeah, dude. I'll hook you up, bro. Like, don't uh, worry about it. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, man. That's good. I, hey, we're a little over time. I, if you got just like two or three minutes, man, I want to hear a little bit about the Venice uh, Refuge Recovery uh, meeting in the, the new center. I know they just opened the new center down there. Um, what What was up with it? Any new news on that or anything? And then we'll we'll uh, close this down. Well, so, yeah, man. Um, Noah's kicking butt down there in Venice. He's got his Refuge Recovery Center open. Um, it's a really cool spot. It's partnered in with a, there's a tattoo shop downstairs and then next door, it's a two story building. There's a tattoo shop and then there's his, his space next to it. And then he also has an upstairs where actually I think they do the treatment. Um, if you want to look deeper into that, if you need to get into recovery and you want to find, if you're looking for something a little bit different, go on Instagram or go, just go on Google on online uh, search refuge recovery and the new refuge recovery center. I think they got, they got that, they got programs kicking off there already. And then he also just opened up like a, like a sober living house, uh, somewhere that. in Venice, I believe. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, dude, he's killing it down there. He's killing it in the game. And, and, um, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting more and more tied in with, you know, like sort of like the, the, the Buddhist rock and roller culture down there. There's like, there's this um, profile on Instagram called Dharma Brigade that I support, hmm. um, and then Noah's thing. I got my Rock Buddha thing flying, so it's like it's becoming a culture, and I that's something that I feel like I can really, yeah. I can kind of hang my hat on, like you know, being a part of that, and I'm 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 stoked. Do, they do at refuge meetings. Um, they'll occasionally have like a, sh a um, like just like they do in AA, right? Somebody who will share, like a speaker. Do they do that at? 
they Refuge don't at, they don't on the Monday night meetings. That is just a meditation and Dharma talk. But do they do it just in general, like in general, in general meetings all over? I believe so. I believe so and, because um, when the meeting we went to together. Um, and by the way, thanks for reminding me. I think I probably should go hit a refuge meeting uh, here oh, pretty yeah. soon. It's it's a uh, you know it's something I, I feel like I should do. Um, but yeah, like part of the meetings is that it's kind of it's kind of an AA ish format where yeah. like you you begin on you have introductions and then you you do the meditation and then afterwards I think everyone in the meeting is able to share um, share a little bit of their experience, strength, and hope and. Um, you know, it's funny because like coming from so many years of, you know, 12 step programs and stuff like that, everyone's kind of, uh, I mean, not everyone, but you know, a lot of people are coming over from 12 steps. So like a lot of those same habits, if you yeah. will, yeah. and those same attitudes and, and, and perceptions on how a meeting should feel and what we should talk about is all kind of bleeding over into it. But then there's also people who are coming new into it, bringing fresh ideas, which is and cool fresh. Too. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of growing into its own thing. And like, you know, you know, like whether you're following a refuge path or the 12 step path, I mean, refuge is like, you know, four noble truths mixed with the eightfold path. So that's 12, 12 steps, right? Hmm. The, the 12 step program is coming from 12 step. So it's like, and a lot of, you'll find like a lot of the ideologies and stuff like that. It's all like the kind of the same, it's the well, same, it ethics, even, I, it's I, the same teachings. I think it even know, says in, 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 I can't remember which book it is, if it's the, the refuge book itself, but I think it states in there, like, it's not like, they didn't create this program to replace any other programs. It's just to be used as as is and as needed or in addition to a 12-step program. It's not like you have to do one specific thing, right? Yes. And like, you know, I, I always I, like I that. I thought that was that great. Book. Yeah, it's like, hey, it's not trying to like replace it. But yeah. I mean, it, it can stand alone as sure. a means to finding sobriety as well. I mean, like I've done the 12 steps a few times. I highly recommend if you're new in sobriety, go check out a 12-step program. See if it's for you. And if it's not, try this other thing. Yeah. Check it out. That's or if you're in a 12-step program and you want to do something to reinforce, you know, like if you're having maybe problems with the – some people have issues with the God thing. I don't particularly. Like I, I'm I'm a believer in God. Like it's part of who I am and my, my belief system. Some people do. Refuge recovery does not require you to believe in God. It's basically, and it takes, you know, it requires that you take full responsibility for all the work that you put into your own recovery. Yeah. Which I find was immensely, immensely powerful and key in kind of giving me back my own power in life. Mm. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Just, I, I just think people get caught up on that. So, you know, so much like that it has to be this way or that way, or if it's not like this, then it's wrong. Or if it's not like that, it's wrong. It's like, just like you said, man, like it's okay to try new things out, to give it a shot, see what works for you. And I'm, I'm just speaking in general to people out there listening. Like it's okay to kind of check some new stuff out and figure out what works for you best. Um, one last thing, dude, and then we're going to go. Um, I, the reason I was mentioning about the uh, sharing sometimes because, and I hope Seth doesn't mind, but um, I know they're going to be starting a refuge meeting out in winters, dude. And, and maybe if you're up for it sometime later on, um, once they get it going and stuff, maybe you can come give a share or something at one of the refuge meetings, man. That'd be cool. Dude, that would be cool, man. You know, I don't know if they have like a speaker so, to, uh, so much as a like in the 12 steps you know like in the format there's there's sometimes a like yeah. a, a speaker for the night 
I think it's more of like meditation and then everyone like kind of shares. Yeah, that's about, how it was when you know, we went in sack, right? It was just, yeah, yeah so shared. I think that's I think that's kind of more the game in the format on the refuge side. But you know what I mean? If you know, I would love to pop into Seth's meeting in winners and go check it out and like just get, you know, dive into the song over there, get to know some people and just connect with more people like me. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. It's good stuff, yeah. dude. Dude, I, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking some time out, man, and, and kicking back and um, talking some recovery, sharing a little bit about the uh, Rock Buddha. Dude, I think that's awesome, bro. Good luck with all of that. Um, anything else you want to add, bro, before we uh, take off? That's really about it, man. And so, if, you know, like like we were saying earlier, if you want to if you want to buy uh, one of my new sticker packs, it's going to be three stickers for five bucks. Hit me up. DM me on uh, real on Instagram at real Dave Buckner. And um, we work out. I got a I got a PayPal for it so we can PayPal me the money and then I'll get some stickers out to you. And, you know, let's rock and roll. Be sure to check us out at that sober for past episodes and resources. Also, you can connect with us on Instagram at Real That Sober Guy or on Twitter at Shane Raymer. Uh, Dave, man, once again, bro, thank you so much, man. 1,000 gratitudes for having me on, Shane, man. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Thank you. Peace, love, respect, keep your